It is a great day to be a Cougar. Welcome once again to Cougar Talk, the official home of Niwot Baseball's podcast. I'm your host, Adam Straw, the head baseball coach here at Niwot High School. Thanks for tuning in as we have an incredible episode planned, giving everyone out there a chance to hear more Niwot baseball history and some t- pitching teaching points to build upon everything that we went through last time with Ford Ladd, if you're able to catch that conversation. Our guest today is no stranger to Niwot baseball. He is not only alumni, but also a former varsity pitching coach for us as well. I am beyond excited to be joined by Mike Moat, a 2000 graduate of Niwot High School who went on to play at San Diego State and professionally after that. He returned home to Niwot to coach at his alma mater in 2011 and had the chance to give back a little bit to the program that gave so much to him. Mike, welcome to Cougar Talk, man, and thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, when thinking about starting this podcast centered around Niwa baseball history and having it be something that can completely benefit our current players as well, I thought there is no way this thing is happening without a Mike Moat episode. So I am super pumped that you are here with us today. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, I know our time is limited here, so I have a lot to get to. Uh, so let's get right into it a little bit here. You are a 2000 graduate of NHS, which means that there are a lot of things that are different about your high school experience, certainly than our kids have today. Um, What is something that maybe sticks out in your memories or your mind of your high school days or what maybe a typical year was like for you um, through those years at at NHS? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, first and foremost, I will say that, um, you know, high school was uh, was one of the greatest times of my life, uh, to be uh, completely honest with you. Um, It wasn't only uh, how well how well we did at baseball, um, but it was it was just having a time of our lives, having a ton of fun, uh, building friendships, having a lot of friends, uh, incredible classes. Um, we always look forward to, um, to hitting practice, you know, to going to practice, um, after, after the school day. And I mean, honestly, it was just not only to, to win at Niwot and, and to be a winning team, but it, it was sincerely one of the greatest times of my life. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, many people may not know this, but back in your day, the baseball field was actually located in what is now the school parking lot with that putting home plate towards Niwot Road and then the right field fence and right field towards the gym wall. It's such a different facility, right, than we have now. What are uh, some of your memories of that facility? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, one that, the one that sticks out the most is, um, is the short porch in right field. Um, right field was, uh, you know, only 280 feet uh, away. Um, so, um, you know, with that being said, it was, you know, I was watching a teammate of ours, Matt Barker, uh, take batting practice. And, you know, during games, you know, he was a left-handed hitter and he'd get a hold of one, he'd pull one. And not only would it be a home run over the right field fence at 280 feet, but it'd be in the, on top of the middle of the high school, of the high school. <laughs> so on the roof, um, that was pretty incredible. Um, that one, that one stands out a lot. Um, Another one is uh, having Coach Bodie 
uh, during gym class, um, have us go out uh, on the field when it snowed and, and we tried to walk down the, the, uh, the snow and, and pack it down so it would melt faster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, take advantage of that uh, during gym class, which was pretty, pretty funny. Um, I think one more memory is just uh, the fact of beating Cherry Creek at that field. It was a pretty big game. Um, it was a pretty big deal. Um, we came out on top and uh, we ended up beating them. So that was a, that was a, a, a good memory as well. Uh, that's great. So I want to give everyone a glimpse of your success playing here. Um, you know, Niwot baseball, as many people, many people do know, won state titles in 98, 99, and the year 2000. But what some may not know is that you were the starting pitcher for all three of those state title games, which was a state record for years until it was broken by Marco Gonzalez from Rocky Mountain High School in 2010. But what do you recall from those games and that experience, not only maybe just playing in them, but being able to have the opportunity to be the, the starting pitcher uh, and winning pitcher of those three title games? Yeah, absolutely. The, the, it was a huge opportunity. Um, it was a, you know, opportunity to showcase, uh, you know, myself, uh, our team, um, the way we played together. Um, and all that. Um, that was that was a huge opportunity to have. You have you're such on a, a big stage in those uh, state championship games that um, you really uh, get to showcase your skills. Um, I think you know the experience and the support of the fans, your family, your coaches, your teammates, um, the dog piles after the games. Uh, those are all uh, part of the experience and um, it, part of just you know those 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 great three years. Um, you know, kind of a memory is, uh, you know, the 14 and 0, uh, Broomfield game I pitched in the first year as a sophomore. Um, that was unbelievable. And then another memory is, um, the last year, our, our 2000 year state champ was, uh, you know, when John Hake, uh, squeezed bun to win the game. Uh, that was pretty incredible. <laughs> Both incredible, um, uh, circumstances. I mean, to win a state title game, 14 to zero is crazy. Um, <laughs> And, and then to win on something like the bunt is, is such awesome memories. Um, amazing that you got to experience it three times. So many people would, would wish for one of those. So um, Absolutely. Well, out of Niwot High School, you were drafted by the Texas Rangers in the 11th round, but chose to move on to play at the Division One level instead. You had an amazing, very unique opportunity to play for Tony Gwynn at San Diego State and were actually the starting pitcher for his first game as a college coach. Tell us about that relationship and what you remember most about your time with him. Yeah, um, well, he was an amazing uh, coach, man, father, uh, teammate, mentor, uh, all of the above. Um, our relationship was good. Um, his son was my roommate for all three years of college. Uh, so we really got close. Um, we got to, you know, hang out a lot with, uh, you know, big Tony, you know, up at his house and, you know, we'd go up there and eat lunch and, you know, and shoot the bowl and about, you know, sports and, and baseball and, and all the above. Um, as far as a, you know, a, a memory of him, um, you know, I can remember, remember one of our pitchers, um, Drew Jensen was, was throwing batting practice, live batting practice to our players. And Coach Gwynn was uh, getting a little bit frustrated, so he decided to hop in, uh, you know, to the plate and um, 
you know, he said, you know, fire away, Drew. And, you know, Drew could throw about low 90s. Um, well, he, anyways, he threw, uh, and he was southpaw. So, you know, lefty against lefty, he throws a fastball about 92. Well, before coach even decides to swing, he says, and he yells, watch out. And he hits the ball and he hits it right back up the middle in between Drew Jensen's legs. And everyone was just completely shocked in awe. Just like what just happened. It was one of the most <laughs> incredible things I've seen. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Uh, I'm sure we could talk forever just about the, the Tony Gwynn stories. I love that one. Uh, yeah. Well, you eventually were drafted again by the Chicago White Sox in the 19th round. Uh, and ended up being able to play four years of minor league ball. What is one thing that maybe you remember being a grind about that experience? And what is one thing that you remember just absolutely being awesome about that experience? Yeah, um, for sure. Um, I think um, the, the biggest grinds were, you know, the traveling, um, the, the bus rides, um, they, they were long. Um, they could be 13 to 15 hours. Uh, you could be on road trips for 12 days at a time. Uh, you could be away from family, friends, girlfriends, you know, but you shouldn't have a girlfriend anyways. Um, <laughs> um, but workouts, um, workouts were tough. You know, it's, it's a, it's a full-time job. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's all day long. Um, as far as a, a memory or a, an experience, um, was just the fact of probably, you know, facing, you know, future big leaguers. Um, you know, I got to face uh, Hunter, Hunter Pence in the bottom of the ninth inning, uh, ninth inning, you know, winning three, two, two outs, uh, bases loaded. I ended up striking him out. So that was pretty cool. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what, what an opportunity. And um, again, one of those things that, we could probably do a whole podcast on just your four years at that level. Um, but following that, that experience in those four years, you eventually uh, found your way back home to Niwa as our varsity pitching coach and being able to give back a little bit to the, to the place that, um, you know, really gave you so much as a student athlete. What, do you see and maybe to this day hold on to is something that was really rewarding about being able to give back to your alma mater those years? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, to able to watch those kids grow, um, you know, not only as athletes, you know, but as human beings, um, parts of the community, um, you know, and to know that, you know, I helped with, you know, maybe shaping some part of their lives in some, in some way, you know, making some sort of impact in some way. I think that's um, by far the definitely, definitely the most uh, rewarding part is to see that. Mm -hmm. Well, I promise you, you did that, man. I know that there were some kids that you, you know, didn't get to see walk across the, that graduation stage. And there's always going to be those, right. When you stop coaching that um, kids that were not seniors, right. And, I can promise you that as they kept going, um, you know, you uh, certainly made an impression on all those kids that, that you were around. So Nawat certainly appreciates you in that way, for sure. Awesome. Uh, thank you. Well, Michael, I want to get to a few teaching points here, and we've been trying to get to a few nuggets um, that can certainly benefit our current kids with each of these podcasts. 
And with you as a guy that threw hard at a young age, uh, I have a couple questions for you about what that was like for you with that balance of figuring out working on location and velocity at the same time. Um, so I've got two questions for you about that. Before I get to those, though, remind me again what you topped out at um, in high school. Uh, I believe around 93. That's so incredible. Um, such a unique set of skills, right? And um, and one that, uh, that, you know, certainly as you grew into that skill and that unique skill set, you know, the the control became, you know, as important as the velocity, uh, I'm sure. And so my first question for you is, when do you think that really happened for you, that location became um, something you worked on and thought about as much as that, that high velocity? Yeah. Um, you know, I've always wanted to throw hard. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I always tried to throw hard. Um, you know, and that, that was an important thing. Um, but, you know, I think it was after maybe my, my freshman year or maybe middle of my sophomore year really got to, you know, understand the importance of, of, of locating uh, the ball. Um, you know, it wasn't all about velocity. Um, you know, you could, you know, you can throw, uh, you can throw as hard as you possibly can and never throw a strike and you'll, you'll lose, you'll lose every game. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, so I think, you know, towards the middle of, of high school, more, more beginning middle, you know, really thought that, location was an important thing. I knew I need to locate to get by. So um, it was definitely a balance though, because I always wanted to throw hard, but I knew that location was very important too. Sure. What advice would you give our current kids when thinking about maybe really all calendar year, you know, off season, but even an in-season bullpen session or an in-game experience, um, kind of all the above, um, of what maybe some advice you have for them when working on that location and velocity with both of them being important. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think, you know, one thing I, I, I learned from one of the coaches I had back in the day was, uh, was from Alan Schultz. And he would always say, you know, three L's, location, location, location. Um, I would say, you know, as far as off-season workouts or even your bullpen, um, it would be to start off by locating the ball inside and outside. Um, you know, throw five pitches in, throw five pitches out at, you know, about 60, 65%. You know, find that, find that location first. Once you get that down, start giving it some more, some more effort, you know, um, because you need to first find that location, then that velocity will come. Mm -hmm. yeah i also i also would recommend too in the off season to uh long toss um a big thing for me to develop that velocity was long toss i mean we'd literally throw the balls we could uh we had a ton of fun doing it we do it um all summer when it was nice out um but uh yeah i mean it's it there is a balance there is that balance between you know look finding location and building your arm strength for sure did you ever have any particular um, sets or anything within a bullpen that you really loved doing, whether it was maybe a shorter one or a longer one, live hitters, no hitters, 
you know, that maybe you stuck with you from college to pro ball or maybe even from high school on? Um, just something that maybe you really enjoyed about the bullpen sessions? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a big difference between being a starter in high school and being a, um, well, and also being a starter slash reliever in college and then being just a reliever in, in pro ball. Um, you know, in pro ball, you had to get ready very fast out of the bullpen. Um, you know, so you really didn't have a whole lot of time to warm up. You just had to do whatever you needed to do to get ready. Mm. Um, as far as when starting, you know, I'd love to give a, get a good, a good long toss in before heading to the mound. Um, as far as sequence goes, you know, I do, uh, I'd work 10 in or 10 fastballs in, 10 out, 10 in, 10 out, then head, head to my change up, do about five each in and out, head to my curveball. You know, and then end without with a with a good you know three or four as hard as I could you know mm -hmm. heaters. Um, so it wasn't a whole a whole lot of pitches, uh, probably around fifty, um, but that's what I that's what I enjoyed. Sure. Was that a hard switch for you going to the bullpen and pro ball to having to get ready fast? Uh, it it was a challenge. It was because you get in such a rhythm. Being a starting pitcher, um, you have a rhythm throughout your day. Uh, your, you know, your pregame warmups. Um, you know your your few pulls that you run, your sprints, your long toss. You know your drills, heading to the mound, etc. Whereas a, you know, as a reliever, you don't you don't have that 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 setup mentality. You know you have to be just ready to rock when you're called upon. Sure. Yeah, I, what I love about that, um, that part of um, that advice or even that that experience is our kids can totally relate to that as well. Right. I mean, even in the high school setting, you know, that starter has that time for their plan. And as you know, sometimes you've got to run a even a high school reliever down there. Um, you know, just in between an inning, if you don't have the chance to to maybe pull them from the field, if they're not coming from the the dugout, and you know, so many different things can happen in a in the course of a high even a high school baseball game that you know those relievers almost have to have that same mentality that you're describing. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, I wish we could keep you here longer, man, but we. Uh, We've got a few things to get you out of here with. We've been doing some Cougar Talk hot seat questions for everybody. Just oh, to no. jog the memory and let other people hear even more about your Igniwat experience and just, um, you know, what it means to you uh, still today. So, so here we go. I've got five hot seat questions to get you out of here on. Okay. Number one, do you remember the most strikeouts you ever had pitching in a game at Niwat? Oh, uh, I don't, honestly, I don't, I think that would be, uh, um, a stats book, uh, question. I think it may be between 15 and 17, somewhere yeah. around there. It's <laughs> incredible. We'll, we'll try to track down the actual answer, but that is, that's <laughs> incredible. Um, what is one of the funniest moments that you can remember about Niwot baseball? Oh, gosh. There are, there are a lot. Um, there are a lot. Um, maybe some that uh, are a little, 
uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're appropriate, but uh, no, I think just the, the biggest thing is day-to-day joking with the players, with the teammates. Yeah. Um, you know, we had, um, you know, we had a coach uh, who always used to, you know, was always, always yelling at us saying, you know, we're burning daylight, we're burning daylight. And we're like, well, what's, what's that mean? Well, you're literally burning daylight. So let's, let's get moving, <laughs> you know? So that was always a funny one. And then one that maybe like sticks out a little bit more. I remember um, freshman year when I was kind of just starting and, you know, I, I was asked to come up to varsity a couple of times and then I was asked to go back, go down to, to uh, freshman level. And I, I was playing second base. I took a throw down from Mike Warren, who was our catcher. And I remember, I just kind of thought I was really cool and, you know, I could catch it and tag him really good. Well, I ended up pulling my glove away and the ball just hit me straight in the nose in between. Oh. <laughs> and let me tell you what, Mike Warren had a really good arm. <laughs> it did not feel good. Oh, my word. I bet. That's awesome. Um, all right, number three, what class at NIWAT do you feel like prepared you the most for what life is like for you now? Oh, goodness. Um, well, you know, being an athlete, I loved uh, I loved PE. I loved uh, – um, uh, it was called Ironworks, you know, weightlifting. You know, I loved all those. I think those definitely helped me uh, to get, uh, to, you know, to where I where I was, uh, to where I am. But honestly, I think, you know, I give credit to all the classes. Um, just, you know, to soak each one of those classes up together, I think is a very, very valuable thing in my life right now. Yeah, that's great. Um, all right, number four, we've talked a lot of pitching here, but what is your most memorable offensive moment in your life before you you became the PO? <laughs> well, to be honest with you, Coach, I wasn't much of a uh, uh, offensive uh, player. <laughs> um, but one that comes to mind, I guess, uh, yeah, it kind of sticks with me. Is my, I had a grand slam in Windsor uh, when it was snowing out, and then it was blowing about 30 mile, 35 miles an hour. Um, I think uh, the bases were loaded. I just popped it up in the air and uh, into – right center and it just the wind just took it and took it and took it and next thing you know it went out and I hit a grand slam (laughs) we will take every one of those absolutely (laughs) it's awesome well motorboat I cannot thank you enough for hopping on here with me for what you've given this program throughout the years and for being the friend of the program that you just continue to be um you know we'd love to find some time for you to stop by uh, this year so our kids can meet you and bounce some questions off of you or even just spend some more time hearing about all your experiences in the game. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, I did, that'd be uh, a great, a great uh, thing to do. Yeah, awesome. We will try to schedule that for sure. Hey, thanks to all of our listeners out there. This podcast has certainly taken off and the feedback has just been so amazing. Uh, please, please feel free to Pass this link along to alumni, former families of NIWAT baseball, and really anyone in your circles that you think would enjoy these episodes. Also, don't forget to join us on our next one, as we will be joined by Ryan Strufing, a 2010 graduate of NIWAT High School who went on to play at Long Beach State in California. It'll be an awesome episode as Strufing recalls his days here at NHS. Until next time, thanks again for joining us on Cougar Talk, Niwot Baseball's podcast. Go Cougs!